Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast, where we are, I mean, it's almost pointless telling you that we're in isolation because everyone's in isolation, but I'm in my flat in London and Matt is in his country pile in Northamptonshire. (laughs) It's a state. Well, my small, my small little little house, yes, in a it's village. Massive. I've seen right. pictures on Google Maps. <laughs> it's not that big. It's really not. Uh, but the further north you go, the cheaper they get. Obviously, forty. So you know that's why I live miles away. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I know you're well because I'm, I'm talking to you. But um, I hope you're coping okay. You're. Oh, I, uh, we should have mentioned it on the show. You're loving the Time of Corona podcast. Is brilliant. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we've actually recorded the last one now. We were doing a fourteen-day run, uh, a diary update every day of the week, uh, and because that was the initial uh, period of isolation when Katie got diagnosed with the uh, COVID nineteen symptoms, so it's come to an end now. But you can still binge listen back to it, uh, and you know, at this time you sort of need something to listen to to keep you keep you going. So uh, feel free to have a go uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It's absolutely brilliant. It's worth listening to. Just for just to hear Matt Dyson every day. What a treat. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not sure my wife would agree with you. But yes, well, she does like in that podcast. case, you need to see a counsellor. So, um, <laughs> hopefully everything's all right on that front. Um, no, that's fine. Like we picked a bit of a scab there. But um, today's <laughs> show is jam-packed with classic European nights for British teams. Although not Nottingham Forest. No, we are not biased here in any way. We've moved on. We have moved on from what uh, management called self-indulgent twaddle. (laughs) (laughs) And are now broadening the field. So we've got some classic games here. We've also got a brilliant special guest. Oh, yes, an amazing special guest. A big name from all of our our youth. Scored some of the best goals we've ever seen in the Premier League. Very, very, uh, very uh, honoured to have him on the show today. And, I mean, you know what's amazing is... Obviously, we feature funny stories from the week in football. Without there being any football, you might think, oh, there's nothing happening. Football has been more insane in lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, especially in Scotland. Incredible. Brace yourself. It's Easter Saturday. Happy Easter to you all. It's Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's Easter weekend, so I hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you are, that you've got plenty of chocolate in the house. I'm Matt Ford. I'm joined from his house by Matt Dyson. Hello, Matt. Hello there, Fordy. Yes, we have chocolate. And Excellent. That, that's that's going to see us through. How much chocolate are we talking? Uh, the kids have got about three eggs each. Well, I think maybe four. The grandparents and uh, yeah, three or four each. I've got one. Uh, I think uh, Katie tried to hide it from me, but I saw it in the cupboard the other day. A galaxy truffle Easter egg. Ooh, posh. Yeah, well, it makes me feel a bit guilty because I bought her a, a Cadbury's cream egg Easter egg. I think I went a bit cheaper, but you know, they're her favourite chocolate, so it's fine. Well, then you got it right. Um, I've bought myself five Easter eggs. I love Easter Milky Bar, Smarties Munchies, Twirl and then like a caramel one that's got Caramac and Munchies in it Oh, I love Caramac, I'd love an egg made of Caramac Can you get an egg made of Caramac? I tried and I will only find out when I unfoil it So hopefully I've got a Caramac egg on my hands And imagine that That would be amazing, that would be lovely wouldn't it 
Every I'm holding off till tomorrow, although I did raid the Smarties egg the other night and have the Smarties uh, out of it. You've already started. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> the Smarties ones, they're those cheap, the, the cheap little ones, yeah? The smaller boxes, cost about one ninety nine. that sort of oh, price no, no, range. No. Are we talking? No, I, I know it's I've, a big one. Yeah, I've gone big on all five. Have you? <laughs> well, I used to get loads of Easter eggs as a kid, so I've always, for me, Easter's always been almost as big as Christmas. Oh, right, yeah. But obviously, who chocolate. gets you Easter eggs? So I always have to buy them myself. So it's almost like buying yourself a load of Christmas presents. <laughs> but edible ones, you know, it's brilliant. Yeah, so it's slightly tragic. There's nothing tragic about it. Chocolate <laughs> is never tragic, and that is one of the rules of life. Now, um, Dyson, usually on a Saturday, you give us a rundown to the grandstand theme tune of what hot Premier League action we can expect on today's show. Uh, obviously, for the last few weeks, there hasn't been any. You've had to improvise. What's the rundown about today? Um, it's about sort of ways to amuse yourself in the current climate in the sporting fashion. Right, here we go. Here with a rundown of ways to amuse yourself in the current climate in a sporting fashion, it's Matt Dyson. <laughs> so there's no live football once again, but there is a big lineup of lockdown sporting events for you to take part in. Brought to you in association with the big mugs at Sports Direct. First, it's the 100 metre dash down the cereal aisle while holding your breath at your socially distanced supermarket. Still no actual proof that holding your breath stops you catching coronavirus, but it's worth a try. Then later, it's time for the holding a saucepan above your head and banging it with a wooden spoon like the mad old man in tracky bottoms with no top on during the clap for Boris the other night. Shouting obscenities about politicians and Arsenal is optional. It is actually quite tiring to do that for two minutes, the whole saucepan and spoon thing for a whole two minutes. It's knackering. Uh, this morning we had the mad panic dash in a circle around the living room with your head in your hands after some unsubstantiated voice messages shared on a WhatsApp group claiming the COVID-19 crisis is much worse than we think and they have inside information from a bogus source that we're not privy to even though it's made up scaremongering nonsense and we finish with the synchronized hand washing and as you will be doing that it will indeed be live <laughs> amazing that's all i've got i mean i can't think of doing anything else uh, sporting apart from running around in your back garden the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Obviously, there's no actual football taking place anywhere in the world, it seems, at the moment. So for the last few weeks, we've been bringing you real-time updates on some of the greatest games in football history. We've done FA Cup Finals, League Cup Finals. But this weekend, Matt, we've gone a bit more exotic. Yes, we've gone to Europe. <laughs> said very gravely like Churchill like we're going there for, like it's Dunkirk we've gone to Europe it, we've gone to Europe to the continent for goals galore and famous nights under the floodlights Fordy famous nights under the floodlights that today are taking place uh, between two and three on a Saturday afternoon so the yeah. games we picked we asked for your suggestions on social media there's so many to choose from Dyson yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the rich, rich history of European footballing triumphs. You'd have thought we would have gone for something from the late 70s, but no, it's not all about Nottingham Forest, is it, Fordy? No, I mean, as the bosses have told us, you can't do Forest <laughs> every week, particularly no. when they're not playing. And, you know, I'm, I'm half open to that suggestion. So, uh, the yeah. games we've got for you today are, are well, you, you, what are yours, Dyson? 
I'm I'm going to be based in the northeast this morning. Uh, someone called Rob Flynn on Twitter suggested Middlesbrough four, Stour Bucharest two, uh, which was finished four three on aggregate. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was in so you've just given away the score there. Sorry, yes. Let me start that. <laughs> what am I doing? Well, I think an air of mystery. Wrong, anyway. Who knows? Who knows what might happen? That's what the mystics say. That's but will that prediction be right? Yeah, that's what he's saying. I don't think he's right. Uh, we, we'll find out as the game progresses. <laughs> um, Middlesbrough against Star Bucharest. It's in there. It's a semi-final of the UEFA Cup uh, from April two thousand and six. Uh, uh, Middlesbrough one 0 down from the first leg in Romania. Great, and I'll be going to Celtic Park in 2012 for Celtic against Barcelona and to Istanbul for the 2005 Champions League final between Liverpool and AC Milan. Who knows what's going to happen? Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in 2005. Because Liverpool are 1-0 down in the final. It's a nightmare start. Maldini has scored for AC Milan and has this dream in the first minute of Liverpool winning another Champions League title, evaporated Matt Dyson. Oh, it's all gone to pot, hasn't it? Surely there's no way back from this, Fordy. <laughs> Surely. I love the way you're selling it, mate. Really selling it. Um, we have kicked that game off early uh, because um, it may... Who knows what might happen, but I've got a sort of funny <laughs> feeling that... It, it have you, yeah. <laughs> Let's start that one early. Yeah, good idea. Oh, the holes in this project. Oh, they're full <laughs> to see. Um, now, last night, some of you may have been following this, my social media exploded because of what was happening in, in Scotland last night in football. And I had to ask people to explain it to me in simple terms, and people couldn't. And after reading every article about it I could get my hands on, I think I know what happened. Have you got any idea, Dyson? I, I still don't really understand. They, they're voting about how to finish the season, but right. not for the Scottish Premier League. Is it just for the lower leagues? Is that right? Well, it, so this is, this, is, this is what I think is happening, right? So the SPFL, the Scottish Professional Football League, want to finish the season now for the three lower leagues, Championship, League One and League Two in Scotland. But okay. if the games cannot be completed in the Premiership, the same rules would apply. Now, for the motion to be passed, it needed nine premiership clubs, eight championship clubs, and then 15 clubs in Leagues 1 and League 2 combined to vote in favour, so that it was commanding a majority across Scottish football. Ten in the top flight have voted for it, so it's got its majority in the premiership. Seven in the championship have voted for it, so it's one short, and 16 in the lower league. So it all hangs on this final team. And they haven't voted yet, because even though the league said it was a five o'clock deadline yesterday, they later admitted that was just advisory and the clubs have 28 days to answer. Oh. So we could be waiting another month. Dundee, I think, are the team that haven't voted oh. yet. <laughs> so it's Dundee dragging their heels. What, if they're just their gonna... vote will swing it. If they vote in favour, it's all over. If they vote against, then it hangs in the balance. Now, on top of this, there are more twists to come. UEFA say... If, if Scottish football does this, they may forfeit places in the Champions League and what? the Europa League. And oh. on top of this, Rangers submitted a resolution which was rejected for being legally ineffective and are now claiming they have numerous reports from different Scottish football sides of attempts to coerce and bully them into backing what? the resolution. What? It's this, off the scale. This is madness going on. I thought the Ozark was good. 
<laughs> Jason really... Bateman is the new chief exec of the SPFL. <laughs> this will start making a lot more sense. What the hell is going on? I mean, it's so complicated, first up. What the hell is this strange voting procedure? I don't think the Premier League in England have even said what they're going to do yet. They've certainly not started any strange votes going on behind closed doors. But what what are Dundee doing? What are they dragging their heels for? They need to well, sort themselves given, out. I know, but they were given twenty eight days, so it's not it's sort of their fault. But it's also not. I mean, the, obviously, the problem Rangers have is they can't vote to just let Celtic win the league. No, they would never. But do I that. mean, they could, but obviously, they can't. For the, from their point of view, they can't do that. So they can't bring like, themselves to do it. <laughs> got to keep finding reasons. I know. I, actually, I, I think you know what? I, I I think a lot of people in me are improving. Right? I think we could be back on the pitch next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's just hold on let's not rush it's December I just give it a couple more weeks guys come on <laughs> I mean you, if you set a deadline you've got to stick to it you, you've got to stick to a deadline if it's 5 o'clock it's 5 o'clock that would have been amazing at school actually sir read the small print I've got another 28 days to hand in this French show book <laughs> <laughs> So bizarre, but this is—I mean, this is also very funny. But this is a serious. This is a proper season in the Scottish football leagues at stake here. So the teams that are top of the Championship, League One and League Two, they're all quite happy to just forfeit the whole season, aren't they? Well, some some teams have voted against. The Hearts have voted against it because they would be. So it's the ones that are doing well are the ones that have voted against it, I presume. Or the ones that are getting relegated, they're saying, "Oh yeah, definitely cancel it." Yeah, definitely. I think that's basically pretty much it. That the teams who would be relegated are saying, "I don't think we should do this." (laughs) I mean, you could call it self-interested. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I actually have some personal news from this week, Matt Dyson. Oh, really? Wow. Don't want to stop calling you Matt Dyson. It's very formal. <laughs> it is Matt Dyson. Like Ford. I'm reporting to you is. during the war. <laughs> Are you doing that thing with your mic where you hold your, two, your thumb and your finger together like in the King's Speech as well? You've gone all old school radio on us. Oh, I should have got my little bit of foil so I could do the wartime broadcast. Oh, yes. Winston Churchill says that. that Britain is at war with Germany. I'll get some foil for next week so I can do my thrilling right, yeah. sound effects of wartime broadcasting. Um, Who could forget it? I had meat for the first time in three weeks this week. Whoa! Yeah, I didn't know you'd gone. I didn't know you'd gone full. You committed to vegetarianism. Well, my girlfriend's vegetarian, and obviously, I haven't been yeah. able to leave the house. So I'm at the mercy so she's of whatever like, gets ordered. So she's like, I'm not getting any meat. I'm not buying meat. So you have to, you get what you're given. Well, if well, you're cooking nice. for two of you, do you know what I mean? I can't be bothered cooking two meals. You just cook one curry or one cottage pie yeah. or whatever. But I've got myself a it's easier. steak. Oh, nice. How did you oh, cook it? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Even in isolation, even after three weeks of not breathing a breath of fresh air. Oh, man. Oh, oh man, yes. steak. Steak is the answer, always. Had you been hanging it on a meat hook in your house for those three weeks, just uh, letting it age to the perfect optimum, optimum time? And then what, you pan-fried it till it was rare, or what, what were you doing? So what I did, I rubbed in a bit of olive oil and a bit of salt yeah. and a bit of pepper, and then pan-fried it on either side. I like it medium rare, so it's nice and red in the middle. Yes. But there was just Lovely. a brief point when I sat there eating that fillet steak... Well, I just thought, it's going to be all right. Wow. The power of meat. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. 
I don't know how to tell you this, but there's another air horn in 2005. <laughs> Liverpool are 2-0 down. Crespo Ooh. has scored for Milan in the 39th minute and a dream of another European title. It looks to be over oh. before half-time, Dyson. Well, uh, that sounds, sounds awful. What an awful start to the game for Liverpool. Um, surely, uh, 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 you know, there's no way of... Co- this is serious. If it gets to half-time, they're 2 nil down. There's no way they're coming back into this. Sure. Who knows? They have a real leader in Steven Gerrard. Maybe he can say something at half-time, but they're 2-0 well, down Well, he's to inspire them, yeah. Mm. Dark times uh, for Liverpool in this, in this uh, Champions League final. Now, last week we find out that Jack Grealish, the Aston Villa footballer, had been popping out of his house after he told people not to pop out of theirs. Yeah. This week it emerged that Kyle Walker, the Man City ace, <laughs> had also asked people to stay at home. And then, yeah. um, well, he had stayed at home. Yes. But he'd invited, um, how do we deal with this story? Some of you may have seen it. He invited yeah. some people round. And um, let's put it this way, not observed social distancing rules. No. Something popped out, I think. He, he didn't pop out. But <laughs> something, something may have popped out. He was, how do you put it? He was supporting his local economy. You know, but uh, but yes. at the time where you should be socially distancing, it didn't really work, did it? Yes, he was, he was, um, he was, he was being sociable at a time where it's probably not wise to, to yeah. be sociable no, in that way. No, no. And he spent a lot of money, allegedly, you know. Apparently cost him a fortune, that, which (laughs) raises other questions. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't think people are going to have much sympathy for him. At one end of the scale, the thing is, I think there are certain things people might forgive. So nipping around to your parents' house or to the elderly to deliver medicine, people will say, well, (laughs) okay. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. (laughs) Um, Kyle Walker's naughty house party. I don't think anyone's (laughs) going to be defending that. No, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of stick from supporters. Should football ever return, isn't he? I mean, he's oh, never gonna man. live this one down. Never. Of course, the chance. But also, yeah. imagine the, the the serious side of this is the reason why we're not meant to be meeting up with people is because you could catch this virus or give it to someone, and, and it's lethal. So you've got to be really careful. I mean, imagine yeah. him catching the virus. How did you get it? Oh, I work in a hospital. I was helping people. How did you get it? Uh, never mind. <laughs> Don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, not sure actually. Might, might, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> might have been the supermarket. No one really knows for sure. <laughs> oh dear. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Sound the air horn six times if you can bear to listen to an air horn six times because there are goals <laughs> flying everywhere in history. <laughs> Two goals in the 2005 Champions League title uh, final. Crespo for Milan just before half-time, making it 3-0 going into the break. Oh. Gerrard has just pulled one back at Ooh, the start crucial. of the second half. So when it all looked like it was over, is there a chance here for a comeback on the cards for Liverpool? It's 3-1 to AC Milan. Uh, Matt Dyson, what's going on in 1997 and 2006? In 1997, this semi-final second leg of the UEFA Cup, Steve McLaren's Middlesbrough have just conceded two goals. They're now 3-0 down on aggregate at home to Dynamo Bucharest. Dika has scored for Bucharest and then Goyan has scored a second. It appears to be all over for Middlesbrough at this stage. Surely there's no way back from being 3-0 down on aggregate. Bucharest getting an away goal goal the away goals as well so not looking good uh, but Newcastle 
Newcastle at home to Barcelona in the Champions League in 1997. This was a game chosen by Ryan Gray on Twitter, who said it was worth covering just for the rubber-legged condom magnate Tino Asprilla. Uh, and he is the man... He is the man who scored the first goal for Newcastle. A penalty uh, for Newcastle, which he slotted home. They're 1-0 up against the mighty Barcelona. Holes all over the Barcelona defence, which, of course, Aspria would um, would know all about in his second chosen industry. Uh, in 2012, it's Celtic against Barcelona, and Celtic are beating Barcelona 1-0. Victor Wanyama scoring wow. in the 21st minute. And the atmosphere in Glasgow in 2012 is amazing. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's time for your personal own goals from the week. Oh, and the back pass. It's an own goal. We've had so many over the last few weeks. You can tweet them to us at R&R Football. Times when you've made a mistake in your own life, scored an own goal, um, metaphorically, there's an amazing one here from James in London. He got in touch and said, I made a list of things I'm going to do around the house while I'm off work. Admittedly, it was ambitious. I showed it to my girlfriend, who was very happy with it. Sort the garden, paint the shed, fix the front gate, etc. It's been two weeks and I've done none of it. This is being pointed <laughs> out to me daily. This is the problem, James. You've got to yes. under-promise and over-deliver. Do a short list with very yes. ambitious, meetable targets on it and then exceed those. Oh, he's, he's made a rod for his I mean, own that, back there, hasn't he? he really uh, has. In he fact, did, I think making a rod was one of the things on his list. Yeah, he's made too he many items He couldn't be bothered to do that. <laughs> There's a nice one here from Sarah in Aberdeen who says, to encourage my son to read, I agreed to pay him £1 every time he read 15 minutes to me. I never thought he would be so enthusiastic. I'm skint. <laughs> He's been reading for hours on end and she's had to pay the price. That's £4 an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's a decent rate. Of course it is. If he does eight hours a day... That's 32 quid a day. <laughs> He's going to be raking it in. What has she done? Sarah's going to have to furlough her own son. <laughs> Banned from reading for the foreseeable future, for the next two months at least. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Astounding air horn action in 2005. Sound it twice. You're not going to believe this. Liverpool have drawn and are drawing three all. They've drawn level. This is incredible. Smeetzer and Alonso scoring in the 56th what? and 60th. They've scored three goals in six minutes to go from 3-0 down to 3 all in the Champions League final. This is one of the greatest games of football that's ever happened. What a turnaround. It's incredible, Dyson. What's happening with Newcastle and Borough? Uh, in 1997, in this group stage Champions League game between Newcastle and Barcelona, uh, Spria has just scored a second, uh, hanging in the air to score a lovely header. Uh, they're 2-0 up against the mighty Barcelona. Big Ron Atkinson described Spria as leaping like a gazelle in the box. Uh, and then in, 19, in 2006, sorry, uh, Borough against Bucharest, they're 2-0 down, remember, 3-0 down on aggregate. Uh, Gareth Southgate has just gone off injured. He's been replaced by Massimo Macaroni, an attacking substitution from Steve McLaren, who's in charge. What a great managerial career he's got ahead of him after managing Middlesbrough here. He's, he's going to achieve great things, I predict, because the substitute has had an instant impact. Macaroni has scored, Borough are back in it. They're currently losing 2-1. 
Uh, some people saying that, that Gareth Southgate very disappointed with being subbed, but p- people re- suggesting that perhaps he's got his eye he's got his eye on a future in management, Matt. Well, who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it could be it could work out for him. He might do all right. I think he needs some sort of some sort of suit based attire that would really define him as a manager. Yeah, and you know what? I've always thought being clean shaven doesn't quite suit him. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. It's a good point. Matt, Matt, and you rock and roll football. Roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson bringing you some classic European nights from the past but during the day on Easter Saturday and ring the air horn because there's a goal at St James's Park it's chaos Matt Dyson an historic night in 1997 Newcastle 3 Barcelona nil in this Champions League group stage game and a hat-trick for Faustino Espria. he scored his third Newcastle a running riot against the mighty Catalan giants of Barcelona Espria really rubber stamping his place in football history Absolutely incredible. We wondered aloud last week what made Aspria go into the condom industry afterwards. Uh, he's breached the Barcelona defence so many times, we can only presume that the seeds of that idea were sown on this magical night on Tyneside. Those Barca defenders will wishing, be wishing they could put some kind of sheath on Aspria to hold him back. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Now, we've got a very special guest here on Rock and Roll Football, one of the greatest footballers ever to come from England, certainly the greatest to ever come from Guernsey. It's the one and only Matt Letitia. Matt, happy Easter. Firstly, how are you coping with the lockdown and where are you? Um, well, uh, I'm um, coping pretty well, actually. Far too, uh, taken to it far too well, I think. Um, my wife will probably tell you that uh, sitting around the house, doing not very much is something I was very good at before lockdown so um, <laughs> so so yeah it's, it's been pretty simple for me I've got to be honest uh, although the, the grass has been cut three times uh, in the last three weeks and uh, that's something that I hadn't done myself for about 10 years so uh, learning new skills all the time <laughs> and, and do you cut it in the style of the Wembley pitch <laughs> I did get some nice stripes on it yesterday um and then the problem I had was I, I then finished at the far end of the garden and kept the lawnmower on as I uh, wheeled it back to the garage and left this lovely diagonal stripe across my garden when all the others were horizontal. Oh, it's like White Hart Lane in the late 80s when they had like those really <laughs> headache-inducing patterns in the centre circle. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> You've gone quite modern art with it. So, are you? I mean, apart from missing football, are you also missing your soccer Saturday colleagues? Uh, of course. Um, that is uh, something that's been a staple in my life for many, many years. And, um, yeah, I, without telling them to their face, uh, yes, I do miss them. <laughs> <laughs> do you meet up virtually? Do you have, like, a house party um, or a Zoom chat? <laughs> we've had uh, one Zoom chat uh, that we did a, a week last Saturday. Um for uh, for about uh, I don't know we had about twenty twenty five minute chat um, which was nice it was good fun and uh, it's difficult on that uh, I, I mean technology is fantastic and everything but I think on that one you could only kind of talk one person at a time uh, and so you couldn't really have the reactionary banter that we normally have on a Saturday it must be weird when you're so used to I mean every everyone's getting used to this different workplaces and all the rest of it but when every Saturday you're sat there with four or five mates and you've got that dynamic. 
as well as just missing football, it's such a big part of your life. It's a massive part of your life, and yeah, everybody's life has been uh, turned upside down in the last month, and, uh, and and we're no different. Um, but we've just got to get our heads down, do the best we can to get through this, and uh, uh, and hopefully, um, slowly but surely, get back to some kind of normal life in a few weeks, a few months' time. Who knows? What games that you played in then, Matt? Are, are there any that, if if our listeners were to watch one classic? Letitia game at Southampton on YouTube, which one would you recommend? Um, I, I'd probably say the uh, game against Newcastle, um, yeah. where I scored a couple of uh, couple of crackers after just being dropped from the team for the previous five games. Um, <laughs> so the, a nice way to, to come back and respond, which was uh, which was live on Sky. So uh, that that would probably be. My choice. Although I have to say that that first forty-five minutes of that game, because both the goals came in the second half, I think if my memory serves me right, I was pretty average in that first forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the second half if you watch it. <laughs> do you ever do you ever watch any of your goals back? Do you ever sit there on YouTube and think, "I'll oh, just watch that one again"? <laughs> um, I have on occasions uh, been sent kind of links from people and saying, "I oh, really enjoyed watching this." And it's like somebody put together a, a compilation of two or three minutes of uh, of goals, uh, and it's quite nice. Sometimes you see you see especially the the goals that I scored before the Premier League started. They're kind of almost rarely seen footage, and, it, and it's kind of nice to. To, to see some older goals that people don't, don't see very often. Oh, well, it's great. Nostalgia at the moment, I think, is what's getting people through this. But um, good luck with maintaining your garden, uh, Matt. It's been a real pleasure talking <laughs> to you this weekend. And we just hope that Soccer Saturday is back soon. I mean, do you have any inside information on when football's going to be back? No, unfortunately not. I'm in the dark like everybody else. Uh, and I think it's um, it's certainly going to be a, a bit of a stretch to, to think that in the next four to six weeks, anything's going to happen. I think it'll be uh, probably a little bit longer than that. But um, no, we're just keeping our heads down, doing what uh, doing what we're told, and hopefully we get through this sooner rather than later. Oh, mate. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Liverpool AC Milan has gone to extra time in 2005. It's a nail-biting finish. It could go to penalties and sound the air horn. It's a triple air horn for Newcastle and uh, for Middlesbrough. Matt Dyson, what's happening? First up, Middlesbrough in 2006. The comeback is on against Dynamo Bucharest. Uh, sorry, Stour Bucharest. I got my Bucharest mixed up there. Uh, Viduka <laughs> has scored for Borough. Mark Viduka. I don't remember him playing for Middlesbrough. Well, he did. Uh, towards the end of his time in the Premier League, he's got an equaliser, which means it's two all on the night. They're trailing 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, but then just a four, eight minutes later, I'm doing maths live in my head here, we have another goal, this time from the centre-back, Chris Riggett, an unlikely goal scorer. The commentator on this game, Ali Brownlee, the legendary Middlesbrough commentator for the BBC. His response to this goal to go level uh, on aggregate with uh, Bucharest was he just shouted, the Borough scored, the Borough scored, the Borough scored. <laughs> amazing commentary on an amazing game here. They're now level on aggregate, but Bucharest have the crew away goal and then at Newcastle in 97 Barca have got a goal back Luis Enrique has scored uh, but Newcastle still winning 3-1 
Oh, this is absolute drama. Be still my beating heart. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in Glasgow. In the 83rd minute, Celtic were 1-0 up. They're now 2-0 up. Tony Watt has scored a famous goal against Barcelona. And it's Bedlam at Parkhead. One of the all-time great European nights at Celtic Park. Incredible stuff, Dyson. Unbelievable scenes, these. Such an exciting afternoon slash evening of football we're witnessing here. Yes, underneath the floodlights at uh, about half four on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> um, now, lots of us obviously are having to stay in the house. The vast majority of the world really uh, should be staying at home. Ronaldinho, um, you may be aware, is under house arrest um, as he's been investigated for passport fraud. That's yeah. the whole of the story. I mean, yeah, I, 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 can't, I didn't realise he'd been in prison. He'd actually been in prison for a month, but he's yeah, out he, now. Uh, Apparently travelling on fake passports. Um, yeah, I mean, calling really? it a house arrest isn't quite the same, is it? I mean, we're all under house arrest, but it doesn't count yeah. as doing time. <laughs> I'm not going to get one of those true. prison tattoos when this is all over. People can do no. you time. <laughs> yeah, I drew a 12-stitch, 12, 12 didn't I? What for? Asthma. <laughs> um, but he's, he's under house arrest at the presidential suite in a luxury hotel. Now, what a place to do it. Well, exactly. According to the Daily Mail, the hotel's presidential suite boasts its own balcony, 55-inch smart TV, as well as a whirlpool bath and a spacious kitchenette. The hotel's luxuries do not end there, as it has a built-in rooftop, is a beautiful swimming pool on top of it, while the bar serves vintage cocktails for guests. Unbelievable. What this is not your average feet? lockdown or house arrest, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievably nice. He's living it up still, even when he's found guilty of passport fraud. What's he faking a passport for? Why does he need to do that? He's got one of the most recognisable faces in the world of football. He's not no, going to get no, away with he, it, is he? Exactly. He could travel without a passport. Everyone knows yeah, who he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No need to have a fake one. I mean, imagine the Zoom calls, though, with him and his mates while he's on lockdown in a presidential <laughs> palace. Yeah, lockdown's a nightmare, isn't it? Especially after 11pm. The hotel only does a light bites room service menu after that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wanted a chicken fricassee with some sweet potato fries, but the best thing they can do was a ham sandwich. And that was nine quid. <laughs> no, it's awful. No, I know. It must be so bad where you guys are. I mean, where we are, we're struggling. You know, the temperature in the pool, especially first thing. I mean, you can barely get in it. And the vintage cocktails are great. But sometimes, you know, you just want something a bit less vintage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes yeah. that Corby trouser press just isn't hot enough when you turn it on. <laughs> I'd love it if Ronaldinho's gone uh, gone full partridge. Under yeah, it's not quite a travel tavern, is it? Tavern. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. A double air horn in the past for British teams playing in Europe. What's going on, Matt Dyson? We have an amazing goal, a winning goal for Middlesbrough against <laughs> Stour Bucharest. Sorry, I'm struggling to take it in. It's such <laughs> exciting times here. The substitute, Massimo Macaroni, has scored a fourth, which means Middlesbrough are now ahead 
on aggregate. The late, great Ali Brownlee commentating on this said that Borough have stuck a stake through the heart of Dracula's boys uh, with the winning goal for Middlesbrough. And at full time, when the whistle went, he just said, party, 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 everyone round my house for a palmo. (laughs) (laughs) Which is classic commentary, really is. And what's happening with Newcastle? Uh, Newcastle, well, they're going to be holding on now because Barcelona have got a second. Uh, Luis Figo, the legendary Portuguese uh, player, has got one back. Uh, One minute to go here, but Newcastle holding on to a 3-2 lead. What a game. We'd be delighted to know, as well as Matt Letizia, we've got his colleague Jim White from uh, Sky Sports (laughs) News here because it's time for My Sports News. start this week with Christian Hamilton who's been in touch to say that his Alsatian Roman has burst his seventh ball this week breaking his previous record at five. Congratulations to Christian and of course congratulations to Roman. Natalie One expensive dog that Jim. Who says lockdown is making people lazy? Ryan John Gray reached out to us to tell us that he's completed a marathon this week. A marathon of Simpsons episodes. All of season four in one day. Impressive stuff, Jim. I don't think that counts as a marathon. I don't think anyone gets a medal at the end of the London Marathon of Simpsons episodes. But well done to Ryan John Gray. Maria in West London has run over 20k this week. She completed four separate runs, all different routes in her local area. She spotted two blue plaques, a statue she's never seen before, and a record number of gnomes in one garden. Uh, Natalie, do you have any gnomes? Uh, I don't have any gnomes, uh, but I'm a big fan. Uh, elsewhere, Effie, Effie is it? Um, I think that's how Aoife. it's pronounced. Aoife, Aoife in Brighton has been in touch to share a new game she's invented uh, with her boyfriend, Ryan. They call it When I'm Cleaning Windows. All you need is a window, window cleaner, cloths, a stopwatch, and an independent adjudicator. Competitive chores. Let the games begin. Very clever. Of course, inspired uh, by the old folk singer. I've forgotten his name. Who sang oh. When I'm Cleaning Windows, Natalie? You're if a big fan of him. You see what I... It was the guy with the, the little guitar, wasn't it? What's with his the name? banjo. The banjo. Little banjo when I'm Cleaning man. Windows. Oh, what was his oh. name? Why can we not remember his name? George uh, Formby. Yeah, I nearly said Foreman there, but that was the guy behind the grill. George Formby, thank you. The George Formby uh, <laughs> lean, mean, fat-reducing grilling machine <laughs> yeah. that doubles as a banjo. Finally, <laughs> Sam in Lewisham wanted the My Sports News team to know that he's currently winning the Family Uno tournament <laughs> and will keep us updated with his progress. Thanks, Sam, and thanks from all of you uh, to all of you, from all of us, right here at My Sports News. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. There's more air horn action in 2005 and 2012. There's been another goal at Celtic Park. Lionel Messi has scored for Barca in injury time in the 91st Ooh. minute. But the whistle's just gone and it's a famous, famous victory for the Hoops. At Parkhead, Celtic 2, Barcelona 1. And in 2005, Liverpool, this is astounding, were 3-0 down at half-time. They came back, they took it to extra time, and they've now won the Champions League on penalties. 
The leadership of Steven Gerrard, crucial. But what an incredible, what an incredible period, an incredible selection of European mayhem, Matt Dyson. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What a game that Liverpool game was. Oh, an amazing comeback. That was the sort of stuff you'd you'd see in, in comic books. Uh, Roy of the Rovers stuff, wasn't it, really? 4D. It was brilliant. So we've covered FA Cup finals, Cup finals, great European nights. Tweet us in the week at R&R Football or email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk to let us know which classic games you would like us to cover. Let us know your own goals from the forthcoming week. Let us know your my sports news from the coming week. And I know this is a really difficult time and it's more difficult for some than others, but we're going to stay here and keep you entertained with some retro football every weekend yes. and with the funny stories uh, from the week in sports. Um, to help you keep your pecker up and have a great Easter. Dyson, um, I hope you and the family have a wonderful time tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's nice for Liverpool fans to have something to cheer about this afternoon, isn't it? Because with their title hanging in limbo at the moment, it must be a very strange time for them. But yes, I will get cracking yes, on the I'm trying to keep the mood light, Matt. I'm trying to make people feel good. <laughs> I mean, do have a great weekend, unless you're a Liverpool fan, in which case all your dreams are about to be shattered. <laughs> Focus on the Easter eggs. That's my advice for the Merseysiders. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. We'll see you next week. Well, there we go. That was the Rock and Roll Football Easter special. Happy Easter to you all, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hopefully you're washing your hands and uh, following the latest government advice. But hopefully you're able to have a bit of chocolate this weekend as well. Yes. Uh, I mean, I've got um... so much chocolate in. Yeah, um, have you start? You've started some of it already, yeah. I did break into the Smarties egg for the for the um to the into the box for the Smarties, but that's the only thing. I haven't had any of the eggs yet. What's, I've been quite uh, good, really. Yeah, how many eggs in one day? What's your record? Oh, as a kid, it yeah. would be disgusting. I mean, you'd be you'd be talking three or four, probably at the age of nine. It's just really bad. Wow, three or four, yeah. Yeah, greed. Yes, greed. Uh, and you soon realise that it's not worth it, don't you? You soon realise you? you just spread spread the chocolate out uh, over a series of months, and then you get the uh, regular enjoyment of that hit of chocolate. Yeah, my sister could always. My sister always had Easter eggs left months later. I was like, "How have you managed to not eat it? I don't understand. I need wow. chocolate. If there's chocolate there, I'm having chocolate now." Wow. Maybe you could learn a thing or two from her. You know what? Maybe I could. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm definitely suffering from chocolate withdrawal symptoms. I'm going to uh, raid the fridge. Yeah, good. Get in there. Well, well, it's been lovely talking to you, Matt. A pleasure as always. Always quite strange down the line. I hope one day we can be reunited in the flesh. It won't be long. Um, so tweet us at r and Football, your own goals from the week. Um, if there's any goals you'd like us to feature in our emotional montages, if there's any particular games you'd like us to feature next weekend, and your personal my sports news uh, from the forthcoming week. See you next week. Bye. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.